Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Hello and welcome. You've made it to... The month in review episode of Two Bulls in a China Shop. Ha <laughs> ha, step in, step in, get out from the cold, come in where it's warm, get some drinks, sit down, relax. I'm shopkeeper Dan, and with me as always is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. Kyle, you excited as I am? Yes, this is our first uh, stab at this monthly review, so uh, just bear with us while we try to figure out the format that we want to use. This will probably get fine-tuned as we figure out what works and what doesn't. But, you know, feel free to tell us what doesn't work. <laughs> I don't even have music for it yet. Oh, yeah, we're going to have to fix that soon. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, Kyle, I have a new guitar in the mail. In the mail? Yeah, exciting things happening. <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, I got it shipped. I'm not going oh. to pay the premium at a guitar center. That's just crazy. <laughs> Trust the post office <laughs> with that thing? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, when I mean you put it that way, I feel like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I was so excited about my new guitar. Your, your Amazon <laughs> driver is going to be shitting in it. <laughs> right. Well, I bought it from Sweetwater. You know how oh, much I okay. love those guys. Yeah, I do too. They make good mics. And they're very kind. Send you candy when you buy stuff from them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite part is this guitar is coming with candy. <laughs> <laughs> And we were going to lead off with the, uh, the bet consequences, but we decided we're going to torture you, make you sit through this entire horrible episode of terrible, terrible things. No, <laughs> sorry, that's, that's bad. I, I don't want to. <laughs> I, I just want to say I lobbied for the beginning because I didn't want to wait to tell Dan. I've been waiting for how long now? Yes. Three days? Yeah, you've been waiting three days. You've been sitting on your, your little joyous yeah. torture. Uh, uh, yeah, I've been just just relishing this moment, and I, I just wanted to mm. I just want to hear Dan's mm -hmm. reaction mm -hmm. now. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> that's going to have to wait till after the recap. But stay tuned; I'm sure you'll enjoy it way more than I will. <laughs> all right, let's start off. Uh, let's let's uh, let's recap all the guests for the month. Let's start there. That's a good place to start, right? All right. So it's been March has been a big big month for me, and I think in terms of my own mindset and my own understanding of what i'm trying to do here with this money in the market mm, yeah same here uh i feel like i i've I, i've grown more in the past month than the six months before yes i think a lot of that has to do with a lot of the the great guests that we've had on too i mean i think we're both able to take something from each one of those that we had absolutely uh uh the first guest of the month was obi on from unami mm-hmm uh, he introduced us into crowd-sourced venture capitalism. There are several platforms out there where if you want to get in on a company that is literally just still just a seed, it hasn't grown into anything 
yet. Well, I mean, they exist. They're growing. Right. But this is, if you want to get on that ground floor, you can now. And that's, that's, that's really awesome. Mm, yeah, no kidding. And you don't have to be an accredited investor to do it. Exactly. Exactly. You can do it with just a few hundred dollars. Uh, you don't need to put your life savings into a company that, that possibly might not work out. You don't know, you know, this is venture capitalism. There's, it has its own set of risks. I mean, you still can, if you want to. You still can. <laughs> just go all in. <laughs> you, just, right? YOLO! Uh, <laughs> YOLO investing. Uh, no, it's, it's great to me uh, because that's never been accessible to, to retail investors until the past, past few years. And he turned us on to that yeah. really great interview. I want to bring him back and just find uh, out how, exactly. uh, how it's all going for him. I want to hear from him when this... If his company, you know, makes it or not. If they get funded, yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounded like he was already getting funded. I think that was his second round of doing it. Uh, and then plus he's already had the track record too with the other companies that he managed to sell. That was the other interesting thing yes. to me was yeah. uh, just the, all the, the actual legal work that goes into trying to actually sell your company. Then the extra fees that you don't really think you're going to have to deal mm -hmm. with. Uh, yeah, he had, he had a lot of great insights on, on starting companies that, that I had never come across someone who'd done it before and was candid and, and talking to me actively about it. It was amazing. Uh, I mean, it helped uh, provide us with a little more guidance and trying to start our company. At least got you off of trying to hire somebody to do all the editing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were just talking about that. Like, even if, even if I did get somebody to do the editing, the first thing I would do when they sent it back would be to pop it in my editor and, and fix it how I wanted it. So <laughs> it's, it's just a bad idea. <laughs> I really enjoyed the second guest that we had in the month, uh, D David Modell. Uh, he's the one who introduced us into oh, the wheel yeah. and really made it click. Uh, for me, at least, as far as just the value of selling mm -hmm. contracts or options. Yes. Using, using puts to try to, to gain long positions and getting paid, paid to buy shares. I, it never really clicked in my head what you were doing. I always just had that fear in the back of my head that it's going to zero. But uh, the, the analogy of liking it to, to insurance premiums, you know, do you want to be the mm -hmm. insurance salesman or do you want to be the one buying the insurance? Well, you put it that way. Oh, yeah. Do you want to be the house or, you put it or that do you want to be the gambler? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he really flipped that switch in my brain, too. I was just telling Jen the other day, I was like, like, look, remember how I lost all that money buying options and playing options? She's like, yeah, yeah, of course I remember. You were, you were bitching about it for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, now I'm playing options again, but now I'm the one selling options to people who lose the money. Yeah, you're selling them to yourself. Way better. Yeah. I'm on the other side. I'm selling them to other people instead of being one of the people who buys them and loses money. No, 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 no. Now I sell them to the... Yeah, yeah, it's great. Oh, uh, oh, I... Yeah, I the last episode I mentioned it. I closed out a few more. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've done, I haven't done the math, but it, it's like I've lost money on three out of 21, 22. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. The best part to me is even when you lose on it, like you're not losing a whole lot. Like I got those F-cell ones that I... I think I sold a $15 one that's underwater now. Like, I, if it was to exercise at the price it's at now, I would lose a little bit. But that doesn't matter, because as soon as mm -hmm. I get those shares, I'm going to sell a call, you know? Right. And I'm going to be positive right. on that. And then if that call doesn't execute, then I'll be selling another one. I'll just keep on doing that until, you know, they eventually get called away, and I'll just keep pocketing money until it finally happens. Until it happens, right. Uh, and that's, that's the beauty of the wheel right there. Um, you know, I, it's not the price of the share today I, isn't, isn't as important as like when, when I keep track on my spreadsheet, it's 
okay, yeah, sure, I, I spent $600 to get these shares, but how much income has that $600 made me since I did it? Right. That's the number I want to know. As long as I don't go uh, bankrupt. The, where the price, <laughs> the value, yeah, exactly. Where the value of that 100 shares is, is not so relevant to me as how much am I selling those puts and calls for to create that, that steady stream mm -hmm. every month. At least I'm going to try every month. I'm going to try and sell at least one covered call if I have the shares. And if I want the shares, I'm going to try and sell at least one put. Oh, yeah. So David Modell, he, he, he's got a lot of YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. He writes for a lot of different places. Uh, he, he, and, and you can actually reach out to him and, and pay for one-on-one -on -one, uh, like mentoring and, and, and guiding and, and educating on how to do all this stuff. It's also on Twitter too. Uh, um, start. I started following all our guests on Twitter, so I've seen his posts, and a lot of them are pretty good. I think I've gotten a couple trade ideas out of him. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. He had that Jumia article. <laughs> oh, though he was, he, he seemed he reluctant to yeah, endorse. He did Jumia. not want it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he was reluctant to endorse anything. If you remember. Anything, right, he, right. I, he had his lawyer hat right. on most of the time he was talking. Probably something we should he, do more he of. He sure did. <laughs> we are an entertainment show, sir. We are not We have experts. our entertainment hat. We can say whatever we want because it's entertainment. <laughs> I learned that from Alex Jones. Oh, smart. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the third guest we had this month, Kyle. Our favorite patron. The lovely, lovely Sue Pullen. As I say, oh, she did, uh, she did give us an update, those of uh, you guys listening. She heard the last episode and was immediately messaging me, telling me that it's uh, 26 now. 26 states she's licensed in. There you go. There you go. It did grow. It's growing. Huh. And she's working 26. on 27 right now. So <laughs> I was actually talking to my wife about that episode just recently, and she said she was shocked at how how much good information there was in there more on like the credit and and just the lending process yes and, uh, not necessarily yes. uh your your investment stuff unless you're you're looking to refinance to save some money to to lose it in the stock market like us yeah right <laughs> uh i i yeah i absolutely learned quite a bit about credit and the credit process and some of the mistakes that i made myself and if i had we'd had that talk Mm -hmm. uh, with her before I made those mistakes, I wouldn't have made them. Yeah, never pay a debt collection agency. Always go back to the person who you owe it to. Yes, always, always, always. Just because they sent it to collections doesn't mean they still won't take your money. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So I still got a few years before my credit report gets uh, back on track. It was thanks uh... to that bungle. <laughs> Who was our Who was our fourth one again? Is that Oh, that was our uh, options review, that was, right? That's Chris Borman. Chris Borman. Uh, yeah, he he joined us for our uh, basic options. It's funny because we were supposed to be answering his questions, and I think he actually taught us something. Um, what was that investment strategy that he was using? The the option strategy. I don't know if the the strategy that I've been watching has a name, but it was the strategy of buying calls on the S and P right before four hundred one ks and pensions add to their funds. Mm -hmm. So it was the the ninth business day of the month. You buy them and you look to sell them around the eleventh business day. And it's the second, second to last business day of the month you look to buy them and you look to sell them 
by the like fourth business day of the next month, I think it was. And you were you were kind of tracking that this just this month, I think, and you looked like you know would have made some decent money doing it. I did, and I wish I had made that move <laughs> instead of my stupid strangles and straddles. <laughs> I wish I'd put that money into that. Yeah. Uh, and next, uh, th- th- you know, in this month, I will. Mm. All right. You're not going to paper trade it anymore, or are you just going to call it good? You, you know, I'm not going to risk a ton of money on it, but I I have this weird aversion to paper trading where I'm like, I won't pay as atten- much attention to it. It won't mean anything to me. Mm-hmm. It's, hard for, it's hard for me to learn from paper trading. Okay. Here, uh, I was going to expound a little bit on that, but that, that's going to be more of the rules when yeah, we ahead. get to discussing that. So let's, I guess let's get through these uh, reviews here first. Yeah, I just feel uh, uh, if I make if I if I if I make a small trade, even if I'm just buying one call on the S and P, it'll it'll be a much more meaningful experience. I'll watch it, will pay more attention, I'll have some emotional weight to the memory. Yeah, so so I mean I am going to make that to give that a go. Okay, uh, while what? we're recording this, I'll go ahead and say my point. Uh, you don't have to necessarily okay. paper trade it now. Like you can go back and look at historical data and see how it's worked. You know, for the last three months, six months, you don't have to. You don't necessarily have to do the paper trading like next month or this month before you start. You know, you can go back and, and validate your idea oh, by looking yeah, yeah, at yeah. existing data. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing, right? Well, that, that is the same thing. It is the same thing. If that's my, if I've got my criteria, I've got my days that I wanted to buy and I got my days that I wanted to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll do that because the fourth business day of the month is the day this episode airs. So right. if you're listening to this, it's it's too late for you on uh, where this is going to be released April 7th. But uh, the second to last business day, April 29th, mark your calendars. You might want to give give the S&P a, <laughs> a spin. Um, yeah, I'll sit down before this Wednesday. I'll sit down and, and I'm going to go over the last six months and see if those 12 trades, see how they would do me. So uh, I, just, just at yeah. the money. I consider that paper trading. I think that's close enough. All right. Well, there you go. He also, <laughs> he also mentioned a thing called uh, uh, the reverse haircut, where, if, where you watch the, the averages and if they move, uh, so f- if they move past be- or below their 10-day moving oh, average, right, right. and they're yeah. going to pop up. I'd not look too far into that one yet. Uh, that seems more risky to me. Yeah, I I, I want to be a net seller in calls, so I'm I'm spending more of my effort trying to trying to use my options tradings to complement my long term mentality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like find a stock I like, yeah. sell puts on it to try to get some. If I don't get some, I just get money. Yeah. If I do get some, well, I want them because I like the stock, and then I can sell calls on it. If it's a stock I like, I don't care if I have the shares, right? Right. I, uh, my, on the ones that I like, like, uh, like I really, for some reason, I don't know, Organogram, OGI, I, I, I like that stock a lot. Uh, British Tobacco has a 20% stake. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going away. I think they're only growing bigger. So when I sell the calls on those, I try to, I try to, what I've been trying to do, like I've got, I've got a hundred shares to, to sell a call. Cause you know, I just got into the wheel and, uh, I'm waiting for it to, to rise up to inflate the value of the call, you know, get the higher call premium. Right. Uh, but I'm going to set that strike price. I want to set it at that point, a, a point high enough where I'm like, I don't think it'll really get this high, but I'll still make some money. Right. Because uh, I want to just keep, keep that game going. And then also by setting it high, if it does, if I do get the shares called away, 
I get them called away at, at a price higher than I bought them, and that's okay, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I sold my shares and made money. It's the end of the world. <laughs> uh, who was our last guest again? Remi refresh my memory. I think it was Nicholas Proughton. It was Nicholas Proughton. Oh, did we air Nicholas Proughton before Chris Borman? Oh, I may have gotten that wrong. I don't <laughs> think so. I think he was the latest one. Nick Proughton was the 31st. Oh, yes, yes, the last one, Nick Proughton. He was a load project ambassador. Not what you think. <laughs> not what you think. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's not the guy who cleans up the loads. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to wipe down the loads. <laughs> Lock the door, Charlie. Oh, no, uh, yeah, he, he, uh, he's heavily involved. I think he said he was the CFO or the COO. Right. Uh, the load project they've got a very very intriguing thing i actually really like uh they're they're doing asset backed cryptocurrencies they're using gold and silver to to back these crypto coins mm -hmm. and that's exciting to me that that and and it excites me because that's different than every other crypto coin out there he's also surprisingly bad at his canadian south park trivia oh yeah well, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta say though, even after talking to him, I still don't quite understand how that whole thing works. If each coin is worth so much, but yet they're still mining for coins, so every time they mine a coin, do they have to go out and buy some gold, or are the AUX and yes, and yes. AGX, yeah, it's different than the actual you know cryptocurrency that they're talking about? Because there was three different ones they were talking about. There was the two asset-backed ones, and then one that was actually the, like the exchange currency, or uh, I don't remember what they actually called it. So it was actually cla it's classified as a bond. Uh, so you can buy you can buy the bond, and that bond will yield you those crypto coins, right? And those crypto coins are backed by gold and silver, which they are uh, actively uh, acquiring. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I still don't quite understand it. Uh, I, I don't know <laughs> the the I, I, <laughs> I don't know the algorithms they use to to determine how much the value of each coin is, and when they release new coins, what how that affects the price. Mm -hmm. I, I I don't I don't I don't claim to understand I'm, any of that. I'm guessing there's three different currencies because i think they just they had a silver coin they had a gold coin they had a third coin that was like part of the project itself i'm guessing that third one is the one that's like you're mining for that's the, the third one is the one that's classified as a bond okay and that's the one i i and and i actually have been going through the process of signing up on the site myself because mm. i want to i want to buy some of them because the third one will yield you the gold and silver coins over time and so i want to i want to just throw a little bit of money in there and uh, see what happens. It's getting expensive having all these guests on. <laughs> oh, I know. They all make me want to invest in their thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obi comes on and shows us the MicroVentures website. And there was like six things on there. I was like, I want, I want to invest in them. I love that. Look at that one. Oh, this is great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unami. Fantastic. Yes, I went in on that company. Microsalt. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Tiny amount of salt, but all the flavor. Count me in. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's stupid. Uh, I'm definitely more gullible than you. Yeah. Any any say. sales pitch works on me. <laughs> <laughs> but Kyle, these are magic beans. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was a magic cow. Gave us free milk. Ha 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 
you don't think these beans will grow in a giant stalk where it can go up and murder a giant and steal all this shit? I'm guessing that doesn't happen most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> Probably a safe bet. All right, Dan. Probably a safe bet. All right. So the other thing that we've talked about wanting to do here was uh, coming up with our rules. The, the things that we've learned as we've been doing this, this show, what are the, the no-nos? What are some of the things that you've Shop learned? Shop rules. The sign up on the wall. I'll, I'll go first if you want. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You go first. Go I'll, first. I'll tell you the number one rule that I've learned, I think. And this is always review your goddamn trade orders. <laughs> 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 Took me three, three mistakes to finally figure this out. Take the two seconds to look and make sure it says buy when you mean to buy and sell when you mean to sell. Yes. Save you a lot of heartache. Double check trade order. <laughs> it, gives you, it gives you that confirmation screen. It does. Don't just blindly click accept. <laughs> yeah, you have to actually read it. Uh, what what I found helps me because I made uh, quite I've made quite a few of these mistakes myself. <laughs> uh, is is I'll click trade and before I look at the review screen, I have to be able to in my head say what trade I'm making. Right, uh-huh. <laughs> like look away from the phone and be like, I'm selling a put. And then look at the screen to make sure it says selling a put. That's probably a good idea. I've confused myself before, too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Dan. What that's a, that's a definitely a good rule. Give me something you learned. Always log everything. <laughs> yes. You have to log everything in order to learn. You have to know what you did. You have to know your uh, results in order to evaluate them. What's that garbage in, garbage out? Yep. Yeah, yeah. How many gamblers have you talked to and you ask them how they're doing? They're, they're mostly about even. Well, if everyone's about even, then, uh, you know, the casinos would never make any money. About yeah. even means I'm down. <laughs> I'm up a little bit means I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down means I'm down. Right. I'm up a little bit. <laughs> There's only really one response. When I when I was trying to do poker trading uh, back when I was really young, I kept like an actual detailed log. So if somebody asked me, "Are you up or down?" I could tell them the exact dollar amount. Like, yeah, I've won this much uh, since this point. And, you know, I had an actual number that I could look at and spout off like that. Yeah, no, I, I remember. I remember being so very impressed because you had many months in a row where you you were making money off of playing poker. Yeah, and then I would get drunk and lose it all. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I, I've done that one myself. <laughs> That's actually another good choice. Should that be a rule? Uh, don't trade drunk. <laughs> oh, don't trade drunk. I'm trying to think if I've made any drunk trades in the I past. I don't think I month. have. I don't usually drink don't, that early. <laughs> it's for me that it's the night before where like I'm I'm drinking mm-hmm. and then I'm like, oh, you go put them in. I open the app and then I'll like, yeah, I'll put in the order and then I'll wake up the next morning and be like, I don't fucking what? Why did I do that? Uh, but I haven't done that in a long time. That's that's been a while. <laughs> All right, well, have, that's right yeah. up there with uh, don't trade pre market. Yeah, is that one of yours? Is that a rule? I don't think that needs to that's be a, a rule. personal rule. <laughs> It doesn't need to be a rule. It's one of my personal rules because I'm always groggy in the morning. So if I'm trading pre-market, I'm not thinking clearly. But that's me. I'm also in the desert in the southwest. So that when the market opens, it's early, early in the morning for me. (laughs) All right. Here's the next one I want to submit for consideration. Don't sell put contracts if you don't really want to buy the shares. (laughs) Wow. That feels a little personal, Kyle. Uh, Feels a little personal. uh, I've done it too, Dan. Don't feel bad. (laughs) Wait a minute. I don't want those. (laughs) 
Why did I sell that? <laughs> I don't like that company. I just I just uh, had to close an order on a, a QD. It's a Chinese financial firm uh, <laughs> because I had sold puts on them, and then and they were I'd sold two dollar fifty cent puts, and they've been hovering around two dollars and twenty cents. The closer we get to April sixteenth, and they're not rebounding, mm-hmm. and I'm like, ah, oh, I don't want those shares. <laughs> I better get out of this because <laughs> you know last episode we'd been talking about that, that yep. very thing. Uh, yeah, don't sell puts if you don't want shares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it helps to think of puts as and calls. You're just negotiating the stock trade ahead of time. That's right. what it is. So if you don't want to buy those stocks, don't negotiate with somebody to buy those stocks. Would you negotiate? <laughs> like it's that simple. Would you go to a car lot and negotiate the price on a, on a used car that you don't that you don't need? <laughs> that, that you don't need or want. It's like <laughs> right. Like I don't really want that car. It's like when your your wife or your girlfriend goes out shopping and says, "I saved us a hundred dollars. How much did you spend?" <laughs> how, much, how much money did you have to spend to save that hundred dollars? Oh no, I, I'm the one in, in my relationship that that does that. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> it was on sale. I saved two hundred dollars by spending that four hundred dollars. Aren't I smart? <laughs> Uh, what else you got, Dan? You got any other ones? Yes. No impulsive trading. Uh, I thought I had something similar to that. Or, or no impulsive slash bandwagon trading. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I have the, uh, no, okay, never mind. I, I thought I had something similar to that, but no, that's a good one. Yes. <laughs> don't buy it just, be- uh, uh, don't buy it before you do the research. <laughs> Yeah, right? Like, that's why I bought those Katos calls. Yeah. I saw the headline. I was like, ooh, ARKX is here. <laughs> Katos is going through the roof. Which they still could, by the way. I just exited it because I realized it was impulsive and, and uh, I didn't need it in my portfolio. Uh, but on top of that, mm-hmm. you and I know you and I haven't done this lately, but uh, uh, every time the market would start to dive and we would be like, ooh, now's a good chance to, to buy some options that the market's going to keep moving this way. Right. Uh, I feel like that's always impulsive. Yeah. You know, it, and, 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 uh, and fear and fearful, like don't, don't trade out, out of fear. I feel like we're trying to be, we're trying to take advantage of momentum, but I don't think we, that's not a good idea when you don't understand how to, you know, properly identify momentum. <laughs> you shouldn't, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> you shouldn't mm-hmm. be trying to, to yeah. trade a strategy that you don't understand. <laughs> that, yes. That's impulsive. Yes. <laughs> That is, it is impulsive. Uh, so that's getting into the trade. I, I wanted to submit, uh, have an exit plan <laughs> once you actually do buy something. You know, what, what price are you going to get out at? Right. Uh, that, that's bit me so many times that without having like a set plan, like to just make it, you know, automatic, like, oh, I'm closing this out now. It's hit my goal. Yep. Just thinking, oh, it'll keep going up. And then sometimes it does, but then when it falls down, you're like, well, no, 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 no. I had, you know, three times the returns. Now I only have two and a half. Now I'll wait for three times again. And then you get two. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, wait a minute. Oh, come on. Just give me back that two and a half again. Then I'll, then I'll close it. Then it hits two and a half. And you're like, oh, it's on its way back it. to three. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and the ultimate version of that is investing versus trading. If you're investing mm-hmm. and you're long, your exit strategy is determined. It's either retirement or if something changes in that company. 
This is, I mean, if it's an ETF, it's if something changes in that industry. I'm glad you brought that up because I do want to dive into that a little bit more, but uh, we'll, we'll get through these rules and then uh, then we can get to that. The trading versus investing. That was a, a listener submission. Um, well, I, I just think I think the exit strategy it shows it shows up very clearly the difference mm-hmm. between the two. Yes, is, is, is most defined mostly defined by that exit plan. This is no reason to just yeah. Okay, so uh, since you brought that up, like for me, like long term holdings, there is no exit. Like you said, like it's retirement. I'll hold these until I actually need money. <laughs> but what? You right. Know, there's right. also a difference too, and when you're you're picking those stocks out like for you what when you look for a stock to invest in versus a stock to trade like what's the difference for me personally yeah it's uh if i'm investing i'm a little bit more choosy Mm. in terms of like if i'm trading um i'll be like oh sundial they're a pot company i think pot's got trade wins right i wouldn't invest in sundial i will trade sundial right you know they're they're a penny stock they it's there's a lot of risk involved but uh, if, if I'm making an investment decision, I'm probably going to stick to ETFs and, and f- funds that are averages uh, for, for any long, personal long term. I still like picking stocks, but I'm usually looking for something that's got solid, you know, book values. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not typically investing in companies that don't actually make money. Uh, I think the exception to that is Virgin Galactic. Uh, things like you know, like right. Salesforce, something that's you know has a proven ten-year history of solid growth. Like, love that stock. I want to own that stock for years. You want to pick a stock that's graduated from growth over to value? No, it doesn't necessarily have to be that. I just want it to be proven. Mm, you just want the the company to be making money. When I'm when I'm investing, I'm looking for. I like volatility when I'm investing. I want a stock that you know moves a lot because it gives you higher premiums. Uh, it gives you just better chances of hitting you know some outlandish targets <laughs> when i when i'm trading a stock i'm on a stock that's you know got consistent upward momentum you know over the life of it you know 10 20 years i want something that's not gonna not risk of going bankrupt you know in a, in a couple of years like an amc or like i'm trading amc or investing a i'm not investing in amc i'm trading in amc i'm not trading okay. in salesforce i'm investing in salesforce gotcha gotcha uh, uh, for for me personally, it's it's the time frame mm-hmm. on that exit strategy. Like marijuana is my my big one. Like I don't I don't think there's a po- the possibility of there not being a giant marijuana industry in ten fifteen years is absurd to me. I just don't believe it. Right. I'm incredulous. Like you, you you're just it's one of those things. I don't think I can be convinced. It'd have to actually happen where there's some sort of weird political event where. <laughs> everything shifts the other way and everybody's like marijuana kills babies in their cribs it's like oh shit <laughs> I'll, I'll give you another example though another another one here like i think we're both bullish on electric vehicles but would you invest in tesla right now no that's yeah an automotive company that's got price to earning ratios of over a thousand when like you know the next nearest one is probably what like in the 30s and it just yeah. screams overvalued yeah. but i would definitely trade it it does Yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I, uh, for investing, I, I definitely really appreciate a lot of the wisdom Warren Buffett has, has imparted through mm-hmm. a lot of interviews. And I think, I think he, he's the first one that to introduce to me that, that concept of like the earnings per share and, and dividing the value of the company by it to see what that ratio is. Like how many years would it take? If I bought a hundred percent of the company, how many years would it take to pay it back? Mm-hmm. Right. 
and and you look at Tesla's, and it's like a thousand years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's just uh, not not a, not a very profitable company when you look at it that way. I liked uh, I liked what Warren Buffett said during the whole dot com era. He said he didn't know much about these internet stocks, but he does know that everybody wakes up in the morning and shaves with a uh, Gillette razor. <laughs> so he was hugely invested right. in Gillette during right. that time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the mindset. God I damn think. it! They make good razors. That's the investor mindset. Yes, yes. He he doesn't invest in companies he doesn't in industries things he doesn't understand. He stays away from. Yep. Uh, you got anything else for the shop rules? I guess we kind of got off on a little tangent there. It's okay. We can we can tangent all we want. Month in review. It's our show, Kyle. That's true. We, we can do whatever <laughs> we want. Hold on, I'm getting a call from Sue. She's telling me to shut the fuck up. Okay. Well. I'm done talking. No, I'm just <laughs> What? Oh, oh. <laughs> thought you really were. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's just a joke. Uh, I, I don't have any uh, hard rules to pitch. Those were, those were the ones I had. I've got one other one that I wanted to throw out there, and this was one of the ones that David Modell said, because we asked him if he buys uh, options. Or, he says he wants to be a net seller of options, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to take them off the table completely because there's still, I think, it, times when that makes sense. I think the like I really like the the call spread that I I did with uh, Virgin Galactic. I know there's a big catalyst mm-hmm. upcoming uh, that could move that stock. That probably will move that stock. I feel like that's a solid bet. And then using the spread, being able to get the price premium down to make that trade. Uh, the trade I tried to make, or the call spread I tried to do with Tesla, would have paid off a fortune if somebody would have just paid my stupid price. If I'd set it a little bit higher, right? Yeah. You know, so there's definitely opportunities right. there when you know when you know that there's something coming up on the horizon. Uh, you definitely have. You definitely don't want to take that completely off the table. But on the whole, we should be looking to sell contracts more than we're buying them. Should be selling options more than buying. Yes. My my plan going forward is is just selling and and maybe I, I might i'm not going to rule out and say i'll never make another straddle or strangle again but i'm going to be very choosy about them that that would be buying but uh the only time i expect to be buying regularly is uh depending on how the paper trades work mm-hmm. you know tracking that 401k pension fund uh, spending you know buy some calls on on one of the averages is that is that a rule worthy uh, well is that rule worthy Paper trade new ideas and strategies before uh, using cash? Yes. That's rule worthy. It probably should be, right? <laughs> we never do it though. It's again, we don't have to we don't have to physically like paper trade it in real time. We can always go back and look at the data and then just figure it out on paper that way. If you have your criteria, as long as you're not cherry picking your data, if you look at it and say like, okay, this we have the dates here. So this is the date I would buy. This is the date I would sell. You can go back and look and see what the S and P did during those dates. To me, that's acceptable. You've you've well, tested your thesis. This particular thesis is testable that way. But something like, uh, well, I, I don't. Yeah. Mm, okay. I think you can make it work. Yeah, I was, I was just thinking about straddles and strangles. Well, I mean, if you you can yeah. tell by how much the stock moved. I mean, you may not know the exact premium, but you should be able to figure out you know, reasonably whether it would have been profitable or not. It's, it's hard for me to backtest uh, options strategies on Ameritrade because it won't give you historical options prices. Yeah, you might be able to look that up, though. It might be something you may be able to find. I have looked. The only places that do it are subscription sites that want you to trade your options through them. Um, and like their premier membership will, will give you access to, to backtest okay. your, your strategies. 
Uh, I haven't bit the bullet. I haven't paid for any of them yet. Yeah, uh, one I, of, I don't think I need them. One of our listen, uh, listeners in Discord was asking about some of the different, if we used any different apps, and I think my response was that I'm a cynic. Uh, I, I think anybody that's charging me money is out to get me. <laughs> right. Uh, God damn, what was that? Uh, I think we mentioned it before, like the gold rush in, in uh, California. When that happened, uh, the only mm-hmm. people who actually made money were the people selling all the equipment to the miners. Oh, yeah, selling their tools. Yeah, yeah so the people mm-hmm. trying to sell me tools, I always figure they're, like, I don't know. I feel like I can get enough of the information. Once you start overcomplicating things, I feel like you, it takes you away from it. Yeah. I, I want to be able to do my research with the tools I have available and keep it as simple as possible. I don't want to overcomplicate my strategies. Fair enough. All right, so, so uh, you know... At least paper trade, verify your strategies before you dive in with your, your money. You might get a cheaper lesson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we recap the rules real quick. Yeah. Let's recap them real quick. All right. Number one, uh, my submission. These are in no particular order. Always review your trade orders. Mm-hmm. Accurate trading. Double check. Um, I, rule number two, always log everything. <laughs> you can't learn <laughs> what, what you haven't re- logged. Rule number three, don't sell puts if you don't want to buy the shares. <laughs> <laughs> yes, don't, don't make a contract with someone to buy their shares if you don't want to actually buy their shares. Number four. <laughs> no impulsive bandwagon trading. <laughs> yes. And to go with that, have an exit plan. Yes, have an exit plan. I think the last one we had was paper trade. Test your strategies before you put your real money into it. Oh, you had also mentioned... Yes, yes, absolutely. But We had also mentioned uh, be a net seller of options. Be a net seller of options. And then, the, yeah. and then to wrap it up, test your ideas. Paper trade your ideas before you put your money in it. Save yourself some cash, like Dan just said. Yep. All right, Dan. Uh, let's see. So we had... I got, had some stuff to go over from uh, some user questions. I got uh, I got a message from our friend Mark in Texas, and he wanted us to kind of go back over using trailing stops. Okay, I think that would be this would be a good place to kind of do a quick review on that. So, if you want to just refresh everyone's yep. memory on what a trailing stop is, so a trailing stop can be used to sell or buy shares. Uh, it's an order that uh, you either pick an interval or a percentage interval. You, so like you say, it's at a dollar and you say, I want to I buy shares and I want a trailing. So if it, if it gets, you know, uh, as, as it drops, um, as it goes up. I'm losing yeah. you. I'm Am losing I getting you. it wrong? <laughs> You're losing my voice or, yeah. or, or what I'm saying? Uh, both, because I can't hear you. <laughs> oh, 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 okay. Um, that's 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 probably for the best because I may have been. Uh... <laughs> uh, he was talking about trying to protect his gains in the the message that he sent me. So if you want to focus on the using them as like a stop loss. Okay, so a a, tra- a trailing stop order you're gonna set involves setting a stop price at a fixed amount below the market price uh, with an attached like trailing amount. So. Uh, uh, it's different than just a stop loss order. I think you just talked yourself into a circle again. <laughs> At, as the market price rises, the stop price rises by the trail amount. But if the stock price falls, the stop pr- loss price doesn't change. So 
if I had the shares at a dollar and they're going up making me money, I could set a 10% stop loss. And if the, the shares go up, go up to $2 and then they start to fall back down, well, as soon as they start falling down, it keeps track. And when it hits 20% value below 2 10%. Okay, $1.60, it sells them. You said 10%. Or 10% trailing stop loss. Oh, 10%. So it hits $1.80 and you sell your shares. Yeah, and you got to make sure you leave them. If you're going to use them, you need to make sure that you're leaving them a good to cancel if you're using his like protection. So it Yes. They're they're a helpful tool to kind of just help you sleep at night. Like, okay, I want to buy this stock, but I don't want to, you know, if something goes south, I want to make sure that I got some protection on that, right? Or if you hit a certain point to where you know you're happy with them, you want to sell now. Uh, but you don't want to you want to see if it's going to go up a little bit more. You can set a trailing stop in order to try to get mm-hmm. the best price you can. Like Dan said, you, you specify either the percentage or the dollar amount. If it's trading at $10 and you want a real tight one to try to get it to execute a little sooner or try to you know, just get as much of that profit as you can, you can set it at like 2%. You can set it at 5%. You can set it at 50%. <laughs> you can set it at whatever you want. You can, also, you can also set it at like 25 cents. Yep. So yep. If, at any point, if at any point the stock drops from its highest point, 25 cents, you'll sell. Now, and I actually like using them to, to do purchase orders. I know Mark was asking about uh, more for protecting his capital, or his, I'm sorry, protecting, you know, yeah. like big in, uh, returns that he'd made on something. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I like using them to buy, too, to enter positions. Um, this was before I learned about selling puts, but a lot of times I would find, you know, I'd put a buy order in, and then I'd walk away, and then, like, the stock price would drop another 50 cents. I'd be like, what the fuck? I could have had it way cheaper. Uh, if you use it to buy yeah. shares, then it kind of just works the opposite way. As the stock price drops, it keeps lowering your activation price. And then once it rises by mm-hmm. the amount you and specify, then-, then it executes the trade and buys it for you. So you can use it on the buy side to try to get the best price you can, too. Mm-hmm. That's so very versatile. Uh, we'll put some... Uh, I think we should just maybe put a link to uh, maybe an Investopedia uh, a deal on it. Maybe that'll help give a little bit more information on that for anybody else who wants to see it. Uh, they usually have some good examples and probably talk a little bit better than it, we do. I feel like we're rambling. <laughs> uh, uh, I would, I, I got a, I got a few, few things I can add uh, that I, that I feel are helpful. Oh, go ahead. Uh, every stock has its own volatility. So mm-hmm. hopefully, uh, and, and just real quick, and I might move this when I edit it. One of the things David Modell uh, suggested that I found is invaluable is be an expert on a small range of stocks, not a jack of all trades on all of them. Mm-hmm. Follow your a small number so you get to know you, you where where you can look at it and you you just instinctively know the volatility. Every stock has a different volatility because every stock has its own likelihood whether it's going to shoot up or down or stay stay about where it is. Right. Right. So. You can't just pick a percentage and say, like, like, like our pick'em list. We've got a fifteen percent. Like we did that for the ease of use of right. having the list and adding to the list and keeping track of it. But if it's real trading, fifteen percent might be too small. It might be too big. Right. Depending on that stock's volatility, you've got to try and get gauge for yourself how much falling is it could it possibly do and still turn around because. We've both been burned by stop losses. Oh, where yeah. It dips down, triggers the loss, 
and then goes right back up. Yep. And then, oh, I, I, it's like, oh, okay, so I just sold at the low. That's the opposite <laughs> of what I want to be doing. Yeah. Right. So, so it really becomes an individual stock thing, and and the the value of watching that stock for for a good amount of time, so you know the likelihood of will, how far it's going to jump, dip up and down. Glad you mentioned that because I will say that I used to use them when we first started doing this. I was a lot more vigilant about putting them in on on positions that I purchased to try to protect it and then kept getting burned like you said uh typically now mm -hmm. the way i use them is just for executing a sell order now uh, once i hit like a target price that you know this is where I, okay this is where i want to get out uh, i'll go ahead and hit that or Lock put that gains. trailing stop in at that point and say okay now i know i shouldn't lose I should at least make this much. You know, if it keeps running right. up, then, uh, then I'm protected at that point. When when you enter that order, no matter what price it triggers at, you're you're locking in gains. Yes. Yeah, I use them when I'm ready to mm. close the position, yeah. but I don't want to just sit and stare at the screen and try to figure out the best price because then you know, I think that's an exercise in futility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I what was it? Uh, uh, George Papazov was the one who who told us, and he was he was in January or February. I think February yep, yep. Uh, before we did a month in review. But he said, if you're having those problems with the stop losses triggering and the stock just turns around, uh, he says, set, set your buy price where the stop loss is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you say? If you liked it at 100, you'll like it at 90. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we've had some good yeah. guests. You, the only time you don't like it at 90 is if you didn't get it. it you did get it at 100 and now it's at 90. And it's yeah, like, I know. Oh, damn it. I lost that money. <laughs> All right, Dan, do we have anything else to cover? Anything else that you learned this last month that we need to make sure that we tell everybody? Um, hmm, nope. I, think, I, I mean, we, we've pretty much covered the, the, big, the big parts that, that, that I personally have taken away from uh, this, this last you month. You sure we're not missing one thing that needs to be talked about? Yeah, I'm, I'm getting the tunes ready. I, we don't have tunes for the show. Quit, quit, hard for me on it. No, 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 I don't think it's tunes. Tunes? <laughs> oh, shit. Excellent. No. <laughs> uh, there's, 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 there, Kyle, there was no bet. Yes, there we was. We didn't do a bet in the month of March. Oh, how angry are the listeners going to be to hear you try to weasel out of this one again? Kyle, out of, out of deference to the Irish, we wanted to be politically correct and we thought gambling during March would really be insulting to the Irish. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. You ready? God to... damn it! You ready? I was so close. You ready to hear your choices? Yes. Alright, I've narrowed it down to two. God damn it! I've narrowed it down to two, and you can choose the one that you want to do. Alright. Alright, listeners, I lost the bet for March. Kyle, I have not heard these before. This yes. Is, this is literally happening live. Kyle is informing me of... Um, the the crazy stupid saw game where I have to pick my consequences. Okay, go ahead. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Option number one. You have to get a haircut from our friend Casey's son Wyatt. Oh well, that's not happening. <laughs> I didn't think that would. <laughs> oh, I've been wanting to ask you how much you like your hair. <laughs> <laughs> I figure I I figure oh, with Wyatt you'd have a better shot of it convincing him to at least try to do it, you know, like like really try. 
<laughs> if it was Casey doing it, you'd end up with a mohawk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Option number two. Okay. Okay. Option number two. Option number two is you have to clean your car out and keep it clean for the rest of the month. And I want weekly pictures out. to prove. Ha- Wait, well, have you been emailing with Jen? What, what, what the fuck? Where's this coming from? Oh my God. Because I figured it would what? be, the, I knew that this would be the most painful thing for you. What? 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 Oh shit. Okay. Uh, uh, okay, listeners, I'll admit. With my personal space, I get a little messy. I'm a little slovenly. <laughs> Fuck, what's Wyatt's number? A haircut from Wyatt, you're saying? Oh, God. Oh, Fuck! Oh, it's bad, huh? I mean, I I know I should I know I should clean my car, but part of me's like, well, your hair's gonna grow back, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch! All right, no, I gotta do it. I gotta keep my fucking car clean for a month. You well, you, you evil, but it maniacal should just bastard. be cleaning it once and then maintaining for a month. It shouldn't be that hard, right? Should just be an hour of cleaning out. Well, you know, maintaining is my problem. Maintaining is my problem. I know. It's yeah, because <laughs> it's. <laughs> well, what was it? Uh, the the Rick and Morty? Like, yeah, I know brushing my teeth and wiping my ass is boring, and then there's no way I can do it so badly I could get killed. <laughs> but that's the thing about maintaining is it's hard. It's just boring hard work. <laughs> God damn it. Oh. Uh, Okay, okay, no, no, okay, how often do I have to send you photos? Uh, once a week. I'll take, I'll take it once okay. a week so All I can right. post it on the, uh, the episode description on the website. Goddamn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that'll teach me for losing <laughs> the bet. <laughs> oh, oh I've been damn. waiting for this moment. You've been sitting on that one, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ever since you told me that uh, you had that little run-in with uh, Jen about your car space, I was like, you know, that'd probably be really painful. Oh, oh, I see. I can, I confide my personal stuff to you, and you just use it for the bet. God damn! Don't act like you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm holier than thou. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would never. Never psychologically torture you with anything. <laughs> oh, oh man, I'm really proud All right, of this folks. One. All right. Yeah, that's that's some good shit right there. Oh, you son of a bitch. And what a great note to end our first monthly review on. I'm so happy My... that you considered the haircut. <laughs> oh, I did. I know. I did. That that really did happen. I really did. No joke. I know. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> oh, 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 God. Okay, so I am going to go get a little model Kia Soul that I drive, yeah, and yeah. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm just going to zoom in and take pictures of the model. <laughs> oh, I swear. If it, no, because Jen will, Jen will keep you honest. I'll know if you're going to a dealership and then just looking at a used car once a week and test driving it. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I got to show you the fucking odometer now. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, every, uh, every week that you miss that it's not clean, and I mean, it's got to be clean, then I'm, I'm going to add another week onto your sentence. <laughs> oh, well, God. Okay, so we got to get a definition of clean. All right, we'll work that out on the Discord. Uh, thanks for tuning in, folks. Uh, we hope that, uh, that the month in review has been a good time for you and that uh, hopefully your, your minds are refreshed and then you gain and learn something. I think the shop rules are really something going forward that we can all benefit from. Yes. Uh, big time. 100%. I'm surprised no side bets was on there. Right? Oh, <laughs> shit. No, because I can't, I can't stop gambling, Kyle. I know, me neither. <laughs> I'm more likely to it. keep a clean car than stop gambling. I know, me too. <laughs> Uh, and we do want to reach out and let you know that if you've learned something throughout the month, just give us a call or shoot us an email. We'd love to hear from you and, and share it with the other listeners. I, I think it'd be just a, a fantastic time. Yeah, we're going to try and do this monthly. So if you have actually, if you have any questions either that you want us to cover or something that, that you need a little more help with or a deeper explanation, mm -hmm. uh, feel free to ask that. Yep. You can always ask us on Discord too, and then we may take it and put it on here. But yeah, anything that you want to share. Definitely, if you call, if you call 725-22-BULLS, we're, we're definitely going to play it on the air. So make oh, it yeah. good. <laughs> All right, and until, until next time, folks, as always, happy trades. Bye, folks. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com.